Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk heroes and video games, trailers, movies, comics, TV shows. Basically, if it's part of geek culture, chances are we're going to be talking about it. My name is Cody. And I'm Oscar. And today on Heroes And, we are talking about heroes and casting. You've probably heard it said that the clothes make the man, and in the same way, we all know that the man or woman makes the movie. So today, we're going to throw out a couple of ideas of of current roles in superhero movies. Who should take over a role? Some people are piecing out. It's going to happen. Bound to. So we're going to talk about what would who who can maybe step in in that place. We're also going to say uh, who maybe would we have recast for a role. Uh, some ideas there, and then also just some people we love in comics that may never ever get to be on the screen. Who would we maybe put in their place? Who would we, uh, real life, put them in to be? And then, and then, just for fun, we're gonna name what would have been a terrible casting decision <laughs> for a couple, a uh, couple roles that have you know already been well established. Yeah, it should be lots of fun. And really, the thing I wanted to start out with was to point out something that's kind of really important, and it actually leads us right into one of our first heroes we're going to talk about, which is Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr., and is that his casting as that character was such a turning point in his life. Like, before that, he was a down-and-out guy. There was a lots of stuff in his personal life that had him, like, he. there was a high in the 80s where, you know, he was on top of stuff, on yeah. top of, he was popular in movies, and then it just fell through with all kinds of, you know, IMDb, read it. Like, there's all kinds of personal problems that kind of issued out. Whereas the first time he steps on the scene with Tony Stark as Iron Man just blows the doors off the thing and sets the stage for all of the cinematic universe for right. Marvel. And it really, like, it. not only did it set the stage for the cinematic universe, but it really established him as one of the big names in Hollywood yeah. all over again. Yeah. Yeah, to the point where he could do crazy things like crazy things in Tropic Thunder and he got away with it because <laughs> it's it Robert Downey Jr. It was good. It was funny. He like, how could Tony Stark do any wrong? Like, let him do his thing. So with that said, let's start there uh, with our first topic. Who should take over a movie? And we'll start there with Iron Man. Cody, what I, do you think? I actually have a person uh, in mind for who should take over Iron Man. I'm going to say that Adrian Pazdar uh, should take over as Tony Stark. And you might know him from the show Heroes. Yep, definitely where I know him from. Okay, a little while back, Heroes. That's where I know him from uh, most. But Adrian Pazar in Heroes plays Nathan Petrelli. So he plays the older of the Petrelli brothers. Uh, and in that, he's able to fly. Uh, but he also plays a politician in that. And so he's always in a business suit. Uh, he's, you know, he always looks really he's he's dapper. clean cut. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, he looks good, you know? Yeah. Uh, so we see him able to, you know, rock the... Rock the clean cut business suit look. Also, though, uh, and this is kind of the, the basis of my argument, Adrian Pazdar voices Iron Man or Tony Stark in all of the animated stuff uh, that's been put out by Marvel recently. So mm. everything from the Lego video games to the Iron Man uh, anime show, uh, he's been doing the voice. So he's it. already going to be familiar. Yeah. So he, like, he gets he gets the Tony Stark character, I yeah. think, you know, so I I think he would be a good a good step. Don't get me wrong. I love Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely. as Tony Stark. I'd even go with getting old, like let him be Tony Stark. Let him be old Tony Stark. <laughs> yeah, I don't absolutely. even care. But yeah, I think that Adrian Pazar could be a good fit. What do you think about uh, that? Is, is I that, think actually is that, that a fair casting or that, a fair takeover? I think takeover? it's pretty cool. I think that's an interesting choice. I was trying and racking my brain like that is the problem with with him, like Robert Downey Jr. stepping away is how can you think of Tony Stark and not immediately think of him? That exactly cut little like goatee thing yeah, he's got going yeah. on. Like it is him. Uh, just for fun, like I was tossing around ideas. Like I just jokingly said to my wife, Jody, when we were talking about the topic, she's, I was like Joseph Gordon-Levitt and she's like, 
what? And I was like, no, no, like you have to go the opposite way. You got to just like, it can't <laughs> be someone that looks brand, like, yeah, yeah. Brand new. you can't be gotta break to, away. Yeah. And she didn't agree with that. I was like, no, he's dapper. Like look at him being dapper and tons of things. And then I said, yeah. you know, he's maybe Robin. I don't know if we'll ever see that, but you know, and then also, um, he was in inception. He was in looper. I was like, he could pull off some action. Yeah. It'd be different. But yeah, I think Adrian Pazdar is probably a better, a better fit for what we're looking for. I think <laughs> he's, he's more of what we would see in that. And really the, the, the thing we see in a lot of the books is uh, Tony starts dealing with alcoholism. He's, dr- he's dealing with like womanizing that you still want to capture some of those pieces. He is yeah. like Mad Men, but he gets into a metal suit afterwards and he has to over overcome some of those obstacles. And I feel like Adrian probably is going to be a better fit for that. All right. So who is the first hero that you are going to cast? Uh, you know, should should the current actor step or actress step out? Mm, the first one I'll say, and it's not uh, so much of a will it will not happen because I'm pretty sure he's already stepped away, but that's going to be Cyclops and specifically James Marsden as Cyclops. And I don't even know if that's an issue anymore because we have, you know, we have the new X-Men, we have other stuff happening. But mm-hmm. in my mind, uh, there is an issue where I don't know that Fox has really done Cyclops the best way possible. And we saw lots of James Marsden being Cyclops. And I still have never felt like I've been reading a bunch of X-Men, uh, Astonishing X-Men. I just finished that whole Joss Whedon run uh, last month. And there is a Cyclops in there that is phenomenal. He is a leader, not because he's huge, not because he's brass like in his language, but because he's a leader. And I love that we have not seen that yet. And I, I want to see that in the movie. So I said um, something different entirely. I don't know that it would work. Uh, I said Ben Foster, and and I okay. think that's a really odd one um, because uh, Ben Foster is not what you would think of. In it, we had earlier been talking about Three Ten to Yuma. There's great mm-hmm. stuff in Three Ten to Yuma. He's not the great thing in it. <laughs> He's kind of diminutive, if anything. Yeah. Um, the one thing I, I said was I liked him in Lone Survivor. I thought there was some cool stuff there. Uh, really, what I I thought was this would be a chance for them to say he is a leader with this uh, this actor. I said it's it's a wild choice. Uh, it'd have to be like a Heath Ledger kind of choice, but it's because it's not going to be because of his stature, not because of his build, but because of his character. So you'd have to, you'd have to craft him into the role, but you'd get something different. And if it worked, you get something pretty awesome. And really what I'd want to see, if anything, the reason why this will work is I want to see that new X, uh, that new like X-Men costume for him where he's got like the X across his like middle of his face and stuff. So like a completely different Cyclops than what we've seen. Yeah. I think I, I will agree that he, I think he could be a good fit because he, like you said, he's, He's one of those where it's not someone that you would typically pick. He doesn't necessarily look a whole lot like Cyclops, but there is mm. a, a very many, or there are very a lot of moments in X Men comics where Cyclops is incredible. That that he's you know really it shows why he's the leader of the X Men. Yeah. Next to you know some of the other like you would think why why not it be Wolverine uh, and why not it be Storm and stuff like that, where Cyclops is able to able to handle it you know yeah that's supposed to be the point i think the way i see it sometimes is that he's not supposed to be able to beat wolverine in a fist fight he's supposed to be able to lead because people see him as a leader because of his actions and because of how he says things all right so with that said like uh, i will mention with that is uh, all the things we're mentioning we're allowed to play by marvel's own rules if we're they're allowed to recast you know Johnny Storm as Captain America. I get it. Ben Foster has also been Angel, but that wasn't the best representation of Angel. No, no. So I, I'm allowed to say, right? We can move him to someplace else and put him someplace else in the universe. All right. So the next one I'm going to say uh, is who should take over for Wolverine? Ooh, that's <laughs> a it's that's another one kind of yeah. like that's a heavy hitter, much in the same yeah. way Robert Downey Jr. is, if not more so. Hugh Jackman at this point, very much Hugh Jackman and Logan are, have kind of become the same person uh, in a lot of people's minds. So 
uh, I think that it'll it's it'll be a big moment when he decides mm. that he's ready to move on, and I think we're quickly approaching that time. I think he's made that clear himself yeah. uh, that this next Wolverine movie. Fingers crossed for an old man Logan storyline. We all uh, we all want that. <laughs> that's what this world needs. Uh, but so uh, I think that the next person that could take over for Wolverine uh, is Tom Hardy. Mm. Mm. Now there's and I do that because there's some good things there. I, I see what you're doing. There. So Tom Hardy, he's got that. He's, he we've seen that he can have that physical presence. Uh, we've seen that in uh, in. His Bane, you know, in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Uh, we've seen that he's able to hold himself in action movies in Mad Max uh, this year. So, And I don't think that Tom Hardy is one of those where he's in a bunch of action movies for a little while and then he just kind of falls off the map. Uh, because I think he actually does, you know, he has some good acting. You know, he's he's a good actor. Uh, but he's got the, the stature. He's got the build. I think that he could do a great job. Also, Hugh Jackman himself named Logan or named Tom Hardy as who would be a good fit. Th- that's the endorsement right there, right? Is like unless we go into the prestige and Hugh Jackman can make copies of himself, then ooh, spoil ooh. <laughs> we'll skip over that. <laughs> then like if he says Tom Hardy's a man for the job, then like I I I, I, I feel like I I know that, that Hugh Jackman isn't in charge of casting in yeah. any way <laughs> uh for any of these movies, but I feel like you've got to you've got to trust him like hmm. if he says this this is a good guy for the job, you've got to you've got to take at least take that into consideration. Yeah, I I liked you mentioned something that was really cool like him and Mad Max like he's gruff and he doesn't talk a lot and that's that's kind of Wolverine at times for right. sure. I like him in Inception because he's got a little bit of that like uh foreign kind of feel to him a little mm-hmm. bit and I feel like cool that's like our our Canadian like our Canuckle like that's that could maybe work a little bit. I, I could dig that. He's definitely got the brawn and the hairy face to go for it for sure. How how tall is he? Because I know the biggest thing for me sometimes, like I was thinking about this too. I was like, could Eric Bana do this? Could some other people? But like that's the biggest thing is you always want a Wolverine that's stocky, but he's not supposed to be tall. He's supposed to be shorter, isn't he? He's uh Tom Hardy's five nine. Oh, that's like that's magic right there. Yeah, that's, so that's he's, perfect. He's not like he, he's he, not. You don't want him towering over nope, everyone. Nope. You want him kind of just right it right along the same height uh, as. As the rest of you know the men that are on screen typically, so I like that. Uh, oh. I really feel like Tom Hardy could be t- Tom Hardy could be the next Wolverine, uh, post Old Man Logan movie. Mm. Should that happen? Uh, I know Andy, if you're listening, you're hoping that happens as well. So, <laughs> uh, what what do you got next, Oscar? Who should take over? Um, one of the other ones, uh, I jokingly said we should mention, and we'll, we can say right now, but I was like, oh, we should talk. Like, what if Lex Luthor was recast as Brian Cranston? But really, I think you said it, but I was like, that's a given, right? Like, like, yeah, like that's just, like, everybody wanted that. Yeah, like, <laughs> no. uh, go with the guy that's already bald. Clearly, like, we know Breaking Bad, he's he can be. a bald yeah. psychopath. Like, yeah, he's already he, done that. Whoo, he can be diabolical as ever. Clearly, he could, he can do the evil. So why not make him? Um, the one I actually, uh, think would be kind of interesting to, to think about is, uh, with all the stuff that's happening with uh, the Thor as a female, that would be really interesting to see that come into play into the movie. So uh, I, I thought through that one a little bit. It's it is tough to find a woman that fits right for there um, because immediately you're thinking who's the female Thor, and when you're trying to think of casting, you almost immediately want to think, well, who's going to be Wonder Woman? Because that's what you're used to seeing on right. the JLA is Wonder like, Woman. The but, only thing that I can compare it to is who's Lady Sif. Yeah, like, that that's, we've, as far that's, as what we've seen on screen. Absolutely, like, and she's great. She's that actress is in that new blind spot show yeah, Jamie she, Alexander yeah 
and she was in uh, Kyle XY. I really liked her in that as well. So immediately you're like, oh yeah, she'd be a great fit. But you're like, well, is she more Wonder Woman? Is she really what we want for? Because like Thor is without giving away what's some what's going on with who that female Thor is. If you haven't read it, it's a it's a great book. It's mm-hmm. it's doing some good things. Uh, I don't know. That it's supposed to be just Norse mythology, medieval kind of like. I think it's supposed to be a little bit more a little different than that. So all that build up to say the two people I was thinking of just kind of interesting would be Emma Stone. That, okay. that could maybe work. I, I okay. see, see I what can, I'm doing there. Yeah, I could appreciate. I think I think that could work. Like I think it's I think it's kind of playful in some ways, but yielding a hammer, you you could be like, dang, like okay, girl, like do your thing. Like that's uh that could be pretty fun stuff. Yeah. If not that, and again, that's always uh always a possible like. Ooh, wait, what are you talking about? The other one I said just because I am a huge fan of her is uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which. I'm not sure if you would know her, but um, if you've ever seen Scott Pilgrim, she is uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, She's Ramona Flowers. Uh, She's Ramona Flowers. Oh, my gosh. It's Ramona Flowers. Yeah. And Ramona Flowers already wields a big hammer in the Scott Pilgrim universe. So it's almost like just give her the real one. Like (laughs) I I will say that I as much as I think that Emma Stone, that would be another one of those like not traditional, but it Mm. could definitely work. I will say I'll I'll agree with uh, with Mary Elizabeth Winstead uh, over over Emma Stone, I think it's a better fit for sure. Especially because, like I said, she's already got the hammer. Just give her the right, give her Mjolnir, and just, we're good yeah, to go. Just, just give her Mjolnir and give her the <laughs> and give her the cool winged helmet, and she's she's oh, there, ready to go, ready. To go. I love that the new helmet for that design is it's awesome because it has the whole face cover as well. Because you're not mm-hmm. supposed to know who's behind. Yeah, because that's that's a big storyline leading up. Oh, to yeah. the, the reveal. Yeah, oh, that's cool stuff. <laughs> okay, I could definitely. I could agree with this. I'm. I also really liked her in the thing. I didn't realize mm. that she was she was the the lead in the the thing reboot. Uh, but yeah, all right. For the next for the next section, we'll say who should have been cast for a movie that's already come out. There's nothing that we can do to save it. Uh, nothing we can do to redeem. Oh, this. Yeah. oh yeah. So uh, as you could tell by me saying nothing we can do to redeem, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk about a character that I don't think was portrayed well uh, at all. And so the next one that I'm going to say is Venom mm. from Spider-Man Three. Yeah, with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. And emo e- emo dancing Peter Parker. I think you mean the mask, right? Jim Carrey, isn't he? No, is he featured in that movie? <laughs> that, that was a little bit. That was a little bit earlier, I think. Uh, but so I'm going to say that. Instead of Topher Grace being cast as Venom, it mm. should have been Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that's interesting. And really, that's interesting. No, wait, sorry. Present your points before I just jump so, in on this. Yeah. So I, I, I will say I think it's one that's a little bit, a little bit of a curveball. I think that it would be good because he is about the same age as Toby as Tobey Maguire. Uh, he's a little bit younger than Tobey Maguire, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but. I think that he would work because one, he's we've seen him typically in darker, uh, more serious roles, like uh, Venom. You know, typically is like Eddie Brock typically is, and so also though we've seen that he can bulk up. Yeah, like he can he can get big. If I'm not mistaken, he's a taller guy. Let me double check that real quick. Uh, but that that is really interesting because he does Venom. It is important that Venom is you know kind of towering over. He he's supposed to be for sure. As much as he's supposed to be an equal, and I think in some ways, and that's what they were doing with Topher Grace. He's supposed to be bigger, so that Spider Man seems like I love the juxtaposition you see in the artwork when Spider Man is minuscule in comparison to him. Like to it's Venom, just, yeah. I will say he's he's uh, Tobey Maguire's five eight, and mm. Jake Gyllenhaal comes in at five eleven. 
and three quarters. So he's he's a little <laughs> he's not he's not as you know necessarily as big. But I feel like if if we want to get the comic book comparison, we're we're gonna have to go to like you know like something crazy where it's like you have Toby you have short Toby Maguire standing next to like The Rock, you know, hmm. where it's like a, a towering presence. And I don't think The Rock's the guy. To play, yeah, <laughs> to no, play, no, not at to all. play Venom. But yeah, I do. I think Jake Gyllenhaal would. I think he could work uh, because he's and it, it all kind of comes back to him playing darker characters uh, or more serious roles. And I don't think that I don't think that Eddie Brock is supposed to be funny. I feel like with Topher Grace, maybe not necessarily the way Topher Grace portrayed the character, but just it being Topher Grace, like Topher Grace is we know him from that 70s show. That's the biggest thing is I see Eric. Yeah, Eric. Yeah, Foreman. Like we see Eric Foreman. Yeah. Like we see a funny guy. Uh, and he's not supposed to be funny, you know. So I think that's why Jake Gyllenhaal could be a good fit. Uh, also, I like, I really enjoyed him in End of Watch. Yeah, great uh, movie, great buddy cop movie, Michael with, Pena. Great, yeah, Michael Pena. <laughs> <laughs> it's just uh, you know from Ant Man. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think Jake Gyllenhaal uh, would have been a good fit. What's for interesting for Gyllenhaal. that is uh, the reason I went hmm is because both of those guys are in that movie Brothers, which is. Uh, when they shave their heads and they get both kind of really postpartum or postpartum, ooh, post, uh, after war, uh, distress, PTSD. that's the one I'm going for. Not postpartum. That's after pregnancy. So <laughs> after <laughs> that one, different thing entirely. Jake uh, they get I mean, that re- could be a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so after kindergarten cop and whatever the other Arnold pregnancy movie was, he's going to jump into recast. <laughs> Um, they're both in that movie and not only are they very similar looking. And so there's kind of like this interesting warring, like emotional and physical thing happening, but they also against each other. There's, there's some good, uh, tension that happens yeah. in, in a good way. There's a lot of tension that's occurring there. That could be really interesting. Um, I, I think you're right. That sometimes it's, uh, not Topher. It wasn't Topher Grace's fault per se that he was I, yeah, doing anything I, I will wrong. say, I, I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal could have saved Spider-Man no and that's 3. the difficult thing with this i was doing the same thing i was like who do i put in that spot it's like he couldn't have fixed that movie that movie was flawed from the outset <laughs> like, he wasn't gonna make it better yeah uh, i like the idea of that because they were in brothers together because i love him and end of watch like there's cool stuff uh the only person i was thinking it's so hard to retroactively go back like i love the idea of like how do we fix a broken movie with a different cast member i said um nicholas holt who was um beast yeah in, he's beast he's jack the giant or he's jack in jack the giant slayer yes he was also the reason why i especially thought of him for venom was he was nux in the new mad max okay and i was like if we're looking for venom that he is normal at times but then he goes off the rails when the symbiote like kind of digs into the body i was like that's a pretty that's a pretty decent uh, uh example of that. Like you could have a venom that kind of gets wild out there, and that's the point. Like he's supposed to go off a little bit more when Spider Man loses the suit. Venom has the suit. It's not just supposed to be oh he's faster than me or he's he's jokier than me. Like he is just completely like he's fighting a different style. I don't understand is the mm-hmm. approach that should be happening. All right, so who is that your first Nicholas Holt as Venom? Is that I think that's what, yeah, that's what I was doing there too because I think when we were talking about who should we recast, we immediately both got to. We, we immediately went <laughs> Spider Man 3, Spider Man 3. How do we fix this? <laughs> okay, okay, so. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so for my second then, yeah, perfect, my second perfect. then uh, is going to Iron Man 2 oh. uh, with the, again, with a villain. Uh, I don't know why I went with both villains for for this number two question, maybe because villains aren't portrayed great uh, mm. all the time. But for Iron Man 2, I'm going to recast Whiplash. And I'm going to say that Kevin Durand, mm. who was in 310 to Yuma, yeah. uh, he was in X-Men Origins Wolverine as the blob. That yeah. was kind of... 
It's a weird thing to look at. It's, but, it's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's like if you if you if I'm not ringing any bells saying that, then just do a quick Google. Mm. Uh, but I think Kevin Durant, uh, he's I think he could be great because he has that phys- that large physical presence. Uh, and knowing Tony Stark's a, like or not Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. is a small guy, mm. and so to have a guy that is uh, is big and kind of bulky standing next to Tony Stark. Yeah, I think you know, standing next to Robert Downey Jr. would be cool. Uh, I also think, though, Whiplash in Iron Man two, uh, and this might be going a little, you know, on a tangent. It shouldn't have been an armored suit, uh, and I think maybe that, and I know it was Mickey Rourke, who was a you know his ex wrestler uh, that played him, but I think that he, we could have seen Kevin Durant uh, not in an armored suit and just with the whiplashes and him be crazy you know and be kind of scary my bird (laughs) so i have to ask like (laughs) like, (laughs) by the way sam rockwell just awesome stuff there so i have to ask though like are you picking that because you didn't like mickey rourke are you just interested like what happens if we recast because a what if is always great but i i wasn't particularly crazy uh with mickey rourke i will say that i i think that might (laughs) That I like my I want my butter. I want I, my butter. I forgot I bucked that part out of my. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that I again I think that was I mean I have more so more of an issue with the way they handled Whiplash mm. uh, in Iron Man two, but again like you said this like this one of the of the topics that we're going through this is one of the tougher ones because yeah like going back you know like say, and saying I will say that I almost chose uh, Kevin Durant for Venom. Uh, because he's, you know, he's got that large physical presence. But Well, and the thing I'll say for, for either of those, I think Kevin Durant is, I love that he's getting more exposure now. He probably didn't. Maybe I just wasn't watching his movies, but he's been in great stuff. Uh, the one I was going to mention that I don't know if you thought of was he was in Lost as well. And he was pretty great in there as. Uh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, he was on um, Penny's dad's boat. Um, I believe is when we first saw him is when it's coming over. I just put my hand up, by the way, on the glass. <laughs> what just happened right now in front of the microphone? Yeah, he was. He, uh, he plays Martin Kimi, uh, it says. Yeah, so he was pretty great in that. And really the thing that sells me for him as a villain is Smoking Aces, which uh, it's that Guy Ritchie style kind of movie. But even now, I'm still afraid when I see pictures of him as that one of the Tremor brothers, like he is towering and he is frightening. Like you put him in a venom suit and like, I'm scared. I get it. Like I'm running home, Mary Jane, we're not leaving the house anymore. <laughs> like, Whoa, he's out there. So, and there's, uh, there's something else he's into where he just runs around without his shirt on. And he's like, he's just an intimidating guy with nothing else. Like you said, no armor, just him. Like he's a frightening man to be around. So yeah. I could totally see that. As and then, a, like just having, and I, that's why I think just having the, the whip, like the whips from whiplash, yeah. even with Tony being in an iron suit, should you know protect him i think he could he could definitely handle himself uh mm. even if he's in the jumpsuit like mickey work was yeah i think he i think it would have looked better if nothing else just because his teeth weren't so you know weird looking mm-hmm. uh, and he Maybe not be obsessed about a break. I, I like but. Mickey Rourke. I, I think it was an interesting casting. Uh, I definitely think Kevin Durant would bring a little bit more of that uh, dialogue that I would have enjoyed. Like the the bird stuff is hilarious. Like I love that. That's that's funny stuff for sure. But <laughs> you lose a little bit of that. It's the problem you have whenever you put a big guy that's a wrestler or like just has that physique. Like and you try to put him in a role where he's supposed to expose it for a little bit. You you lose some of that that clarity and <laughs> what they're supposed to be saying. So it's like yes, The Rock is the perfect body for this, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger perfect body for this. I don't know if he's the perfect mouth for this like the perfect right. voice for what we're looking for 
Mm, I, I dig that a little bit. That could be pretty cool. All right. So who's who's your second? All right. So recast? the other one I have is again not going to save any movie anytime soon. But it, I was looking for okay. So Ghost Rider exists, right? That movie came out. <laughs> it, it was a thing. It was a thing. I appreciated <laughs> it. I think I talked about it on Fanboy Blinders. Uh, yeah, you but... did. And you know when you did, I said fine, I'll give it another try. And I rewatched it, and I was like, still don't enjoy it. Still, <laughs> that 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 whole line comes around. I already said it before, but like the whole thing comes around with the biscuit wheels and i'm like this movie's terrible i can't i can't cody took his fatigue i can't handle it um and then you know what i returned it to the the library at work where they had it at uh, my school and someone's like oh you should watch the second one i heard it's better he hadn't seen it i love that everyone i talked to says oh check out the second one it's better it's better um i tried it's a different movie but it's not better it's just shot differently um so trying to find someone that not making a new because uh, at first I was like, oh, what if we make a new type of ghost rider? We put a female in this jacket or we put, I don't know, just something off the wall like Aaron Paul in the thing. It's like, that's not the point. The point Aaron is, Paul <laughs> could be great. Though. Right? I was like, you put him in like a modern bike or something. But I was like, that's not the point. The point was say, who could we go back and put him in the exact same spot? And maybe he would have made the and movie. maybe the movie would have been better. It would have felt more authentic or just would have felt better than what it was. So uh, try as I might, it was really difficult. But what I ended up on was our friend Shane from The Walking Dead. John Bernthal. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, as great as Nick Cage is and as great as his hair follicles are in that movie, <laughs> John Bernthal's got his own hair stuff going on. And I feel like maybe he could have brought a different grit or just a different, like seeing him at some of the edge of the Walking Dead stuff, seeing him in some later on, things are like, oh, maybe he could have done something a little bit stronger for what we're looking for. What do you think? I I really, I'm inclined to hate John Bernthal just because I hate Shane <laughs> From in Walking Dead. I do think, like, I really enjoyed him uh, in Fury. I also, I think he's going to be, I think they hit the, hit the nail on the head with casting him as the Punisher mm. uh, in the new Netflix, in Netflix's Daredevil. Uh, but I, I think I could appreciate it. He's definitely kind of, I feel like he's gotten a lot more uh, attention recently uh but he's also uh he's in uh he voices or he voices and plays him or they did a 3d model of him for call of duty advanced warfare whoa uh, exo zombies so he's running around in that uh as you know as a as a character that you can play as so i do think that i think that could be a good pick um i think he's definitely got that he's he's had experience with the action and with the dark kind of storyline uh and he's He's got, you know, experience playing the darker kind of character. Yeah. So that Punisher is exciting when you said that. I love me some Frank Castle, so that's that's cool already. But yeah, I mm. uh, again, like you said, like could he have saved Ghost Rider? Could he have made I mean, cuz no matter what, you still got the guy with the biscuit gravy, <laughs> the biscuit wheels. <laughs> yeah. Like it's still so, uh, And but, you have Eva Mendez, which she's only there for eye candy. She's not doing anything else all of her scenes are just absurd her is a reporter like she's like a secondary reporter that's trying to make it but she keeps showing up at these high profile gigs like it just doesn't make any she's, sense. Just, <laughs> she's a little fish from big pond yeah I, I don't think she he could have fixed it john burnt like at least you get a lot more of that head rubbing which would be imagine him doing that like as the skull <laughs> on fire <laughs> just rubbing his head like in, <laughs> in fury or in walking dead oh um, uh, yeah, so, okay, right. so, move, moving on. Uh, maybe we can't fix that. Oh, I did want to mention before we do move on, it's just as an honorable mention, um, I'm okay with uh, Don Cheadle, but uh, as for War Machine, I would have been totally fine if uh, Terrence Howard had uh, stuck around. I don't know how you feel about that, but I was kind of sad. Like, in that when I watched the first movie again, and he's like, 
next time. I'm like, no, no it's not going to happen. Never not for you, buddy. <laughs> you know, to, to take that to the next level, I read the uh, the book, you know, like that they made, that somebody wrote off of the Iron Man script or the, mm. off the Iron Man screenplay for the first movie. And when that happens in that book, uh, he puts the helmet on or he tries to. Oh. He tries to put the helmet on. It doesn't fit That's him. cool. Oh, it does not fit. It him. doesn't. That's it, cool. Like the helmet, because Tony's head smaller than his, and yeah. it's made to fit Tony's head. And so then he, that's when he says next time. And they don't do that in the movie. But to, to add that Terrence Howard, like he tried, he tried to put the helmet on, and it didn't <laughs> oh, fit. Oh man, <laughs> poor guy. It's like tears right there. Like <laughs> but, I was so sad when I, I. I mean, we all. I think most of us know that story, and that he, I think, was asking more money. He saw how much Robert Downey Jr. was making for the second one so he wanted something comparable to that or at least he wanted more than what they had planned to give him so no we're out we'll get someone else to play that role we haven't even seen like war machine in the suit so we can totally recast and I, now i like don Cheadle. it's worked out really well he's we're gonna see more of him still right because yeah. he's coming around yeah, in he's, MCU. He'll, be, he'll be around in civil war yeah but um, probably further you know further on from there but yeah but i also would have been fine with i i think i I appreciate. I like Don Cheadle a lot, so I'm inclined to say that uh, that I would would prefer him sticking around. Hmm. But I did enjoy Terrence's Terrence Howard's uh, his his portrayal as Rhodey, uh, just because I think he brought like, going along with the rest of that movie. He was a lot more he's he's more comical uh, than Don Cheadle's version. But I will say too that that Don Cheadle makes a good kind of opposite or a good foil to Tony Stark, with Tony Stark being kind of arrogant. Uh, and cocky and funny, you have then Don Cheadle's roadie that's more serious and, you know, kind of like, we need to think about this, you know, in the effects on the real world. So, ooh, I do like that a lot. Because it's almost like, for what I'm saying, you almost have to go back and say, well, what happens if we put Don Cheadle in the first movie? And it is a different a different feel for sure. And I, I do like the things that are happening in two and three. Oh, that is that is very interesting. And I I think hmm. that I think that Terrence Howard, like I don't think he was rebuttal. I take it back. No. I don't. <laughs> uh, heroes and take backs. I don't. <laughs> I don't think that uh, Terrence Howard was necessarily trying to be a uh, like a funny character. But maybe just maybe it's because it's Terrence Howard. Maybe it's because there's that scene where they're drunk on the plane. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think that there's like some reason with like with that first Iron Man movie. There's he's he's less serious. Uh, compared to Don Cheadle's, which maybe it's just Don Cheadle, you know, maybe he's just more of a serious guy. But yeah, yeah. All right, so moving to the next next topic of discussion, uh, we're going to talk about some if characters if they ever make it on the screen, uh, who we would like to play them. And I, I am going to continue with the villains, mm. and I'm going to go to Carnage. Now, oh, Carnage, I I don't know why, but it seems like he's another villain, kind of like Venom. Uh, and Deadpool, and I'm sorry, Deadpool's not technically a villain, anti-hero, whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, anti-hero. But he's a character that's never been on screen. Uh, he's like he, We've seen him in some video games, and we've seen him in comic books. But I feel like a lot of people the want cartoons. him. cartoons, yeah. yeah. yeah like, absolutely. a lot of people want him to be in these things, but he's never really been around. So that's just kind of always interesting to me. But anyway, I'm going to say that James Franco should have been Carnage, or should be Carnage, should ever... Uh, there be a live action carnage. That is, present your argument, sir. <laughs> so, so uh, James Franco, uh, he, t- I mean, lately I feel like he's been he's been doing some more kind of funny movies, you know, like with the interview and stuff like that. He's been doing some more more stuff with uh, with Seth Rogen, uh, but I I think of him in particular uh, his work in like 127 hours. Yeah, 
Uh, also, there's a movie that came out this year, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Let me, where is it here? It's called True Story. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it came I out. I haven't seen that yet, but I, yeah. It, that movie, I will say it's, it's kind of difficult to follow uh, just because there's a whole lot of dialogue. And so you're just, most of it is just his character and Jonah Hill's character talking. Uh, but he plays in that uh, murderer. Uh, so we see him playing characters a lot that are kind of shady. Uh, and in particular, uh, and people might judge me for this, but I don't care. I'm going to say it. Uh, I used to, when I lived at home, when I still lived with my mom, uh, she watched General Hospital, which is a soap opera. I'm so excited about what happens next. <laughs> which is a soap opera. Uh, and for a little while, and I think it was because I think it was because he was going to play a soap opera actor in a movie. Uh, but he was on General Hospital as a psycho kind of murderer, like, you know, crazy guy. Uh, and so he played a character named Franco. Hmm. In General Hospital, he was originally only going to be on for, I think, a season, but he enjoyed it so much, and they enjoyed him so much, that they actually ended up having him on for 54 episodes. Whoa. Uh, so, they had him on for a long time, which I know, like, it's a soap opera, so it's just always running. But, yeah, they had him on for a long time, and in that, he does such a good job of being creepy, and, you know, he's obsessive with a particular character in that. But, yeah, he does a great job. To the point where they even reference, like, they talk about him, you know, like, I haven't watched the show recently, uh, but... <laughs> but pick it, pick for, it up tomorrow. <laughs> but uh, they, they talk about, they keep talking about, like, remember, like, talking about Franco and stuff like that, and talking about maybe he's still out there, and things like that. So, his run on that, uh, on James Franco's run as Franco, I thought, was great uh, on General Hospital, so... I think that's why he would be great for Carnage. Uh, also, he's not Cletus Cassidy. Isn't he's not the huge physical presence, mm. you know, like a Venom or like a Rhino or any of those guys. So I think that James Franco, kind of being a, more of a thinner, lankier guy, of course, still bulk up a little bit because it's a superhero movie or whatever. That's part of I the mean, deal. I love in the cartoons he is lanky, so I feel like that could that I, fit yeah, pretty I, well. I really think James Franco as Carnage. That is be. interesting, and mainly because for James, do you say James Franco immediately? I think Interview, and I think Pineapple Express. Like I think yeah. funny, funny things with him. <laughs> and then if I dig a little bit deeper, I think of Daniel Desario, like his character from Freaks and Geeks, like one of my favorite films. And it's such a different spot for him to be like. And now he's a villain. But if you if you're looking at Cassidy and like what he is is outside of the suit, that's always the thing you have to think about. It's like not only who plays Batman when he's behind Cape and Cowl, but it's also like who's who plays Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne yeah. yeah, and so if you're thinking about that, that's so important versus going the other way. Like, oh no, are we going to cover up his face with a Carnage suit? Do we have to change it somehow? Like, I like when people instead realize it's about what he's going to do when he's not in the suit itself. And so uh, that is. That could be difficult. I I think it'd be interesting to see. And again, this is one of those hard ones in, from the standpoint of we're probably not going to see a carnage. Like we had a chance if they had taken that Venom movie, you know, or Spider-Man 3 and made it into Spider-Man 3 and then a separate Venom movie. We totally would have seen Carnage. Yeah, it would have been part of the deal. It would have been awesome. And then we would have had the three of them, like the really big, like Venom suit, the, the smaller, slender Spider-Man. And then the absolutely crazy, like skinny. And you can't really control that <laughs> wild card of Carnage. And it would have been really cool to see them all go at odds against each other and we're not going to see that that's <laughs> i really don't think that'll happen. no i i think that the wheels will fall off this superhero movie train uh before mm. that happens spoiler alert mm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so carnage james franco okay cletus as carnage slash cletus cassidy that's going to be my first if they ever make it mm. i mean green galvin's not that's not going to stay this oh way no anymore, yeah so. <laughs> again like you said 
we could just recast. We yeah. could just say, no, that never pretend that never happened. <laughs> pretend that never happened. This is who he is now. So. Mm, I like it. I like it. Um, coming from the same universe or the same area, like one of the ones I thought about that we we're just not gonna see happen in the movies is Madame Webb from the Spider-Verse. So like I I like one of my uh, early remembrances of reading about her and just her machinations and stuff is in the the cartoon that used to happen on the Fox channel. Like that mm-hmm. is one of still, it's one of the best. If you want to learn some Spider-Man lore, like go check out all the episodes there. There's tons of seasons and they dig in. There's carnage. There's like doctor, like uh Dr. Strains and Dormandu. There's tons of stuff. You just wouldn't expect to see yeah, in like, like a Saturday the, cartoon. Yeah. It's, it's all there. And um for that, I was like, what if we went um Yoonjin uh, Kim, which I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That's son from lost. That's who I was thinking. Okay. Like, um, mainly okay. because Madam Web in the movie, like, or in the cartoon, again, that's where I'm going to pull most of my knowledge from, because that's what I'm most familiar with. But it's, it's an older lady, you know, she's got these big old glasses on, so you can't really read her expression. She's surrounded by smoke and, and just like, um, atmosphere and like just mystery. And I'm, I'm just thinking maybe we can go that approach or maybe we can just kind of meld it to what we want. But I like this son character in that you could see, uh, I like her from Lost and that she is, she's diminutive, she's smaller. And so that would be great to see her like in any real world scenario and then when we switch over to her role as madam webb you can see her like just expound on that and kind of grow Mm -hmm. into it which could be pretty cool i i will say that with madam Webb, i think that would i think she would do great Uh, with madam webb i think the fear or the concern with getting her on 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 screen is for one you're fleshing out spider-man but then to flesh out because with if you're fleshing out Madam Web, I think you also have to flesh out the Spider Verse. Yeah, and there are multiple Spider Bands as far as everything from the Noir Spider Man to Spider Man 2099 to the Spider Man that's a pig. Like you, know, you have to get like <laughs> you have to get all like you get a little. It gets a little crazy. So I think that's why she might not like she. If there's a reason Madam Web wouldn't be on screen, I think that. I think that would be absolutely, right. which is kind of, which yeah. is really kind of sucky. But. Yeah, if we can't sell people on getting behind multiple Spider-Man movies because of how badly they've been handled, <laughs> then we're not going to get we're not going to get Madam Web, which is sad because we'd also if we had her, we'd probably get Silk and we'd probably get uh, Spider Gwen. Like, there's there's some great stuff that mm-hmm. could translate. That that's who I love. Like, who recasting for those people? But we're, why bother? Because we're not going to get those. But. Uh, I thought this again. Every time, like I'm even looking, I just looked up a couple pictures where I'm like, her costume is kind of cool. Like it's it's neat how whenever they take Spider-Man '99, the same way they take that Spider idea and just kind of take his costume and just branch it off into other people's. And hers is such a neat one to see how like like a spider web. She's just branching out into all these areas, the shattered mm-hmm. dimension, all kinds of stuff. It could be cool, but we won't we won't see it happen. My next one for it, for if they're ever on screen. Uh, and maybe they will. There's, I think, with the with the way the Man of Steel or the Zack Snyder universe is going, a DC universe is going. There's a chance, uh, but it's for Nightwing. Mm, that's uh, and the cool. actor comes from a little show called Game of Thrones. Oh, what do you? Ooh, I'm and, interested to see what <laughs> happens and, next. And I'm going to say that Kit Harrington. Oh man, should be oh, man. Nightwing. Should there ever be a Game of Thrones, or should there ever be a Nightwing live action? Uh, whether it's in a Batman movie or a Nightwing movie, I think it should be Kit Harrington. He's Jon Snow in Game of Thrones, hmm. and he could be some Dick Grayson. I, I, I think I would shave that. his head. I mean, you know, or cut his hair. Not necessarily shave his head, but cut his hair because yeah. he's got that long hair for. Or you could even have his hair be long. You know, maybe not be so curly. But. Well, we can't cut it yet for good reasons. Like we're all like. Jon Snow hair watch. Like, we're just uh, <laughs> Kit Harrington hair watch. We're, we're all just hoping for hoping on things. And yeah, okay. So, yeah, but um. So yeah, I'm interested. I could really, uh, 
I could really, really see that happening. Really, just because I like me some Jon Snow. Like, really, I like the whole Snow family from Game of Thrones. But Jon <laughs> Snow is, or not Snow family, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. that whole family is. There's good stuff there. Uh, that's pretty cool. And really, there's great cartoon stuff. There's even great YouTube fan made videos for Nightwing. Yeah, that are one, really there's one awesome. In particular by uh, there's a YouTube channel called Ismahawk, uh, and they did a I think it's four episodes of a of a Nightwing series, uh, fan, you know, fan made where Deathstroke is a villain. Uh, you see some Red Hood in there you see some Bruce Wayne and Batman in there. So uh, that's worth checking out. But yeah, if there's ever a live action movie with Nightwing, Kit Harrington. Oh man, I dig that. That is, that is really cool stuff. I feel like he, you know, he's, he can handle the sword really well. Just give him those two batons and let him just go to town. Like that's, oh yeah, let him do it. That is awesome. Uh, the one I'm thinking of, one of my favorites from the X-Men universe is Cable or Nathan Summers. Uh, not necessarily, I don't think we've ever seen anything like him in the movies. I'm trying, I was trying to think through, I'm pretty sure we haven't seen him. We've seen people time travel. We finally got Bishop in one of the movies, which is pretty cool, but that was really cool. The one for me is I would love to see in Cable. He is uh, Scott and Jean Grey's son, technically, but it's really not Jean Grey. It's her clone, Madame Pryor, like all kinds of fun history you can dig into there. But Cable's awesome. He's the one that actually, he is the one that raises Rachel Summers, their daughter, or Scott Summers' daughter, and she's a great character too. But again, it's when you add time travel and multiple dimensions stuff, things get convoluted. So we probably wouldn't see him in a movie, mm-hmm. but I would love to see a Cable show up. And if I had to pick someone for Cable, um, if I was going to go for that rugged time traveling Cable, I'd say Jeff Bridges. Okay. Like, like I feel like you could get him like tossed around with that. Like he's got one arm that's bionic. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's always carrying those big weapons. Uh, I feel like it's like I'm thinking Tron Legacy. Obviously, like Big Lebowski. Like he's the dude. Like he he could handle himself pretty well. I know he's been Obadiah Stane. He's a villain in uh, Iron Man. That's hey, one, right? That's yeah. That's Iron Man one. Iron Man one. That's you know we're not we're not worrying about that. Yeah. We're just <laughs> not Marvel didn't that. worry about that. So we're not. <laughs> uh, the thing that unfortunately I haven't watched yet. I've been meaning to. It looked a little silly with Ryan Reynolds was. R.I.P.D. Uh, that's probably the thing that's closest to to what he would be like, and that he's wielding a gun. But I, it didn't look very good, and I haven't watched it yet, so I can't speak to that. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't. I haven't seen that either. Uh, but I mean, he was in Seventh Son, which I don't know. I didn't see that. I don't know how well it was received. But I actually haven't seen that one either. Uh, really, I just I like him as that grizzled old man that's still got some power to him. I think that'd be cool. If, however. Because it's Cable, and we had to go with a young Cable. Uh, the one I was going to say is our boy Charlie Cox, as in Netflix's Daredevil. Okay. I said, like, if you put, like, that M slash over his eye, like we would see with all of those heroes, like, that could be pretty cool. Like, um, I, I feel like, you know, because, like, if he's coming over from, uh, if or if he's as X-Men, which is the Age of Apocalypse kind of variation on that, I'm like, this is a younger Cable. I'm like, that guy, he's already awesome in Daredevil. Like, there is great stuff happening, but I'm like... You know, Daredevil isn't in the movies. Like, maybe we could swing him over to this universe. I mean, unless there's something in his contract with Netflix that says he can't, can't, you know, be a traitor. Okay. I I think Jeff Bridges could do it. And the one I thought of in particular is uh, Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang. Uh, Anytime that there's an old man that's kind of like the kind of, you know, epic kind of old older guy character. Uh, we t- I feel like we typically see him. He's in Avatar. He was in Terra Nova. Um, I know who you're talking about for sure. Hmm. Like he is, if you're thinking of this guy like popping up, like this is the one you think of. Oh, uh, that for, is yeah, like that's what I think of for Cable. And actually, like just doing a quick Google search, there's some people that have have done like edits, of, Photoshop edits of him as 
as Cable, which is dang. That's actually I just I saw a picture of him with a beard, that white beard, and that is, you're right, that is Cable right there. Like you <laughs> like put he just looks the part. You just, just put a blue like and a, gold like costume a, on him and the, and the robotic arm, and that is oh my goodness, that is cool. Just give him a gun in his hand. He doesn't even need that. Wow, that is a that is a great fit. I, I dig that. Again, I, I love me some Cable. There's like when they did the relaunch, just to fan geek out a little bit. Like there was a relaunch of his character in the '90s, like '98 or something like that, where he got his Skinner, like he was drawn more slender and stuff, and it was just such a cool looking uh, Cable. And so I, I really wish we'd see him in the movies. I don't know that we will see Nathan Summers there, but if we did, wow, Stephen Lang is not a bad choice at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so just and this this one's just for fun. This last this last section. Uh, where we're saying this this person definitely would have been a terrible <laughs> a terrible choice. So we may we may kind of breeze through it, but uh, my first one is going to say who who would have been a terrible choice for Black Widow. Mm, bring it on! <laughs> and, and I'm going to say that Anna Ferris, Anna Ferris, Anna Anna. I'm not sure how you say it, uh, but I think it's Anna Ferris, right? Anna, yeah, uh, Anna Ferris. She's married to Chris Pratt. Uh, and she's in, you, you'll know her, you'll probably recognize her most from Scary Movie. I'm not laughing at her being married to Chris Pratt, by the way. I laugh just because I love that, like, you immediately start picking pictures out of her movies and stuff, and you're like, as Black Widow? As, as Black Widow? Like, yeah, so I think she, I mean, I appreciate her, uh, her comedic genius, and I really appreciate the way, uh, she does, or she voices, she's the voice of one of the main characters in uh, Claudio the Chance of Meatballs, which yeah, I appreciate Claudio the Chance of Meatballs. Great stuff. I think it's a funny movie, but um, yeah, I think I think that she, I th- I mean, to be Black Widow, I don't know. I don't know if it would have worked necessarily, necessarily Oof, that's, great. Uh, I'm just thinking of all, like, <laughs> immediately when I think of Black Widow, it's like when I think of, like, Chun-Li, like, okay, she has to do the spider kick or whatever. It's like, and see Anna Ferris do this? Like, that's, <laughs> that's just, it's and with red hair, stuff. like with the with the red hair and everything. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. Um, uh, for me, one of the ones I thought about was like, okay, we got Blade. We haven't seen him in a while. Like, maybe not Wesley Snipes anymore. <laughs> what if it had just been Chris Rock instead? <laughs> Again. And he's just slaughtering vampires. <laughs> Left and right. Maybe. I mean, it might be a funny movie, but it, I don't know that it necessarily would be a great pick for Blade. Uh, Everyone's <laughs> going with the the people you wouldn't expect, like Paul Rudd. Who would have thought he would have worked out in Ant Man? So maybe Chris Rock has <laughs> played as the Nightwalker. So my next or one, <laughs> my next one is Loki. Uh, and for Loki, for Loki, I have it would have been uh, it would have been a bad choice to have Jeff Goldblum <laughs> play play Loki. Oh, now I will say oh. I will say. That I appreciate Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, and yeah. I appreciate him in yeah. Jurassic Park and The Lost World, uh, but I think he pretty much always like he doesn't play Jeff Goldblum doesn't play Malcolm. Jeff Goldblum plays Jeff Goldblum, yeah. and he calls yeah. himself Malcolm. Ian Malcolm. <laughs> is like he's different in the book. Oh, he's, he's somewhat similar, but like it's just Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He is the same character in all of them. He's just him. He's just go- he's oh, just Jeff him Goldblum. is Loki. I can only imagine the sequences where he's with the stab and stuff. He's not necessarily imagine the sequence where he's making all the people in New York like and like worship him or bow yeah, down. I was like, like Jeff Neil. Goldblum, like, Neil. Before. Neil? <laughs> oh, that does not work the same way at all. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Uh. This. 
along in different lines. It was just, again, if you're like, okay, I have Storm. Uh, we picked Halle Berry. She's a strong female character of that, of like, of that type of movies we're creating. Storm is an African American. Like, what if we toss in Queen Latifah? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying, like, it's. <laughs> What if we just make some choices that are our own choices? What if, what do we end up with instead? Again, oh and it's and some of it's like you oh think costume design, God. but also you're like, no, like they're gonna be themselves. They're not gonna be this like like empress from the African nation. It's gonna be exactly who she wants to be in this role, and oh it's gonna be gosh. a different movie. It <laughs> would, would totally that would have would we have the, gotten past X Men one? I like, don't I don't know if we would have gotten past half of X Men. <laughs> All right, so that's that's our episode for heroes and casting. Uh, we had we had some fun throwing out some ridiculous things, you know, just some ridiculous names. Also, some people that we think would genuinely be great for this. Uh, but uh, new comics dropping this week are Walking Dead Compendium Three. So that is all of the Walking Dead up or, to like issue one forty four. Yeah, think. it's like, it's from one forty four. Uh, it'll be the fir- the previous eight volumes. Yeah, I think uh, that's so. You're looking at 97 oh, through 144. Yeah, 97 through issue 97 through issue 144 of The Walking Dead. You got a whole lot of comics there. Uh, also, this this week launching very first brand new storyline uh, is Invincible Iron Man number one. So that's going to be pick Iron Man story picking up after the events of Secret Wars, uh, and it's a great jumping on point because it's the very first time that we're seeing it's a brand new Iron Man uh, with a brand new storyline. Also launching this week. Uh, and I actually have to apologize for leading you astray a couple weeks back when we said that Secret Wars number six was coming out uh, because it got delayed and we weren't aware. So Oopsie. Secret Wars number six comes out uh, today, the day that you're listening to this. Uh, and when you're reading that, don't forget to hashtag Heroes and Secret Wars with your thoughts uh, because we will, again, do an episode dedicated to Secret Wars when all those are out. From DC, we have uh, Green Arrow Annual number one, uh, which is a brand new a brand new. Green Arrow storyline, so it's good jumping on point. Also, uh, Detective Comics number 45 coming out this week for DC, and that is the new Batman's first time playing around with the Justice League. So the Justice League, for the first time, calls on the new Batman uh, to help them out, and so he has to turn his eyes away from uh, what's happening in Gotham uh, and focus kind of on an issue that's facing the world. So uh, it's a good jumping on point just because it's a first time with Batman messing around with Superman and Wonder Woman and all those guys. All right, that is it for this week. Uh, make sure you t- let us know how what you think about this. If we could, uh, you know, recast Batgirl, who would you pick? If um, we could recast, who would you pick for Ghost Rider? Or how do you weigh in with War Machine? Do you go Cheadle or do you go Howard? Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at heroes underscore and. Uh, you can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash heroes and, or you can email us at heroesandpodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our episodes. We kind of love that. And that's about it. I'm Cody. I'm Oscar. And And we're we're out. out. Welcome to another episode of Heroes And. This is a podcast where we talk heroes and movies, comic books, trailers, TV shows, casting rumors, superheroes, sidekicks, video games. Pokemon. Pokemon. Digimon, not really Digimon. That was a lie. Don't. That's probably the only time it'll come up on this podcast. Sorry if you're listening for Digimon. If you're holding up for that. It's, it's not happened yet.